Welcome, guys, to another episode of Mastering Anxiety and Health Anxiety. I'd love to give a warm welcome to Spencer Hamilton. He's a professional skateboarder, wellness product owner, and health advocate. He's very humble about his beliefs and doesn't like to come off preachy, but genuinely shares his insight and experience with the intention of reaching those who can use the help. After struggling with extreme undiagnosed pain and inflammation for a few years, he struggled with lots of uncertainty and of course Dr. Google was not helping at times. After trial and error, he was able to get a diagnosis which is ankylosis spondylitis, a form of arthritis that causes extreme discomfort and prevents him from doing his profession at times. He has become very versatile in his wellness practice and shares everything that has helped him along the way as far as staying active, finding different ways to challenge his mind and body, being in nature, maintaining a healthy social life, being flexible and not too strict, and as of lately creating his very own line of all-natural muscle rubs called Mercy Labs that help alleviate stress, tension, inflammation. His line is a game changer for anyone looking to upgrade their quality of life or just overall give the objects that carry us through life some love, our muscles. Welcome Spencer, it's a pleasure to have you. Hey, thanks for having me definitely cool to see more people in the skateboarding community becoming more aware about wellness being a skateboarder myself remember chatting with you just a little bit ago about how once you start getting older you could definitely feel the toll that skateboarding can have on the body so it's awesome to see more people within the community sharing what has helped them so it's a pleasure to have you on for sure thank you so what role did wellness play in your life before having your challenge with inflammation and pain? Thinking back, most of it surrounded pretty much drinking and smoking cigarettes and kind of enjoying that darker side of life, I guess, and pairing that with skateboarding and trying to progress as a skater. So I guess just kind of the balance between both of those and probably more of an imbalance, maybe more <laughs> drinking and partying than then was beneficial to the progress of skating. So I guess prior to having all these inflammatory issues, it was certainly uh, a little bit easier to ignore some of the more self-destructive behaviors and just continue on with all of that. And although kind of coincidentally before all this, the onset of, of the first kind of symptoms with from ankylosing spondylitis, I'd kind of already started to to slow down on drinking and i don't know if that was something that may have helped trigger it it's one of those things that with autoimmune diseases there's always some sort of trigger which can be hard to hard or impossible to find out for sure but definitely uh something that i have thought about anyway and some other people have said was the case for them is kind of once you stop I guess, stop the loop of a certain behavior. Sometimes that can uh, trigger certain things in your body. And I don't know, at the time I was just, I was certainly drinking way too much. Mm, got it. So I also have heard you speak on, on how you enjoy socializing and doing it more like in a like balanced aspect in your life today. What role do you feel that does that play in a way? Because socializing has like you know it's been proven to really help with alleviating stress anxiety and keeping us healthy as humans in general so what role does that kind of play in your life today i know you you talk about enjoying your social life 
Is that something that you practice to this day? So I'm not someone who is sober by any means. I still enjoy a couple of drinks and smoke weed and stuff. So it's still kind of a an ongoing, I mean, maybe struggle, maybe just an ongoing pursuit of some sort of balance or something like that. So I don't know. I, I definitely I value socializing, of course, and like anyone who's drinking and socialized, I'm aware of how powerful a social lubricant alcohol can be, and it's hard to ignore that. But trying to find some kind of a balance and and not always using alcohol as a as a crutch to go through certain social settings is definitely something I've been working on. So. And I enjoy it still, you know, it's one of those things that I can, I can go out and enjoy myself without drinking, but then certain situations, having a drink or two for the most part doesn't, doesn't, uh, have any or have too bad of negative effects for me to stop altogether. But I still also fall victim to having one too many, which at least now one too many looks more like three or four drinks as opposed to. 15 or 20. <laughs> I'd say that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's good progress for sure. <laughs> yeah, but still, still work in progress. And one of those things that I kind of I think about, obviously, all the time. Am I going to drink tonight? Am I not going to drink tonight? How many should I drink? Mm, that's... Maybe it'd be easier if I just got rid of that altogether. But one of the things that I've started over the last year is just, or not started, but given up is drinking beer beer for one thing is just a something that i've kind of always noticed doesn't really agree with me but i've just ignored tends to give me like kind of cold like symptoms more often than not just runny nose and i don't know it's one of those things that i kind of again i just ignored even though pretty obvious signs of an allergy or something like that so over the last year i've just pretty much given up drinking beer i think i drank one beer this year mm. moved on to more more wine, whether red or white or rosé or something like that, which I find just has, I don't know. And actually, most of the time I drink any of that, I usually water it down with some kind of sparkling water, too. Mm -hmm. So that's where I'm at now with, with drinking, anyway. That's awesome, though. So kind of want to touch base on something you said, like just noticing like what doesn't agree with your body and like beer being one of those things. And then you just kind of moving a little bit more into wine and, and noticing that it agrees a bit more. Have you noticed like many things and, or let's say, for example, certain foods that don't sit right with you or certain activities that don't sit right with you that you pay more attention to and you try to feed yourself more of like what you feel benefits you? Yeah. That's another, I mean, sugar obviously is an ongoing struggle where sometimes I feel like I'm totally in control and other times like over this holiday season and continuing on a little bit now, just eating more foods with sugar than, than I normally would. But yeah, it's kind of, I don't know, it's an ongoing like, oh, I'm doing too much of X, so I need to slow down on that and kind of recalibrate but i feel like that's just life too right you're always kind of like i'm aware of these things and sometimes you kind of like let down your guards a little bit and and then eventually uh yeah i get to a point where you're like all right now i need to I need to clamp down a little bit and get rid of this stuff and 
so it's kind of cyclical too, just kind of going through different phases and different downtimes. And I started a new medication for my, for, for AS like four months ago now. And since, well, before that, I was definitely a little more paranoid with food and a little more aware of everything that I was eating. And just over the last four months, I've had a nice, I mean, a huge reduction in pain. So I've kind of been letting down my guards a little bit with food as well, just because it's been a while of of being on edge. So I've kind of just been, yeah, enjoying a little more freedom with, with eating. Mm, that's good. You also shared that you kind of had like, you experimented with other medications and they weren't working so well. And now you found this new one that seems to be working better, right? Yeah. It's kind of a last resort in, in inflammatory uh, conditions, but one that I've known about, but kind of put on the back burner just to try everything else, which is also just the way that rheumatologists do things. Start off on the lowest kind of lowest grade anti-inflammatory and work your way up to some of the stronger stuff that if, if you're, yeah, if you're not experiencing any relief of symptoms or your life is not with these kind of conditions, it's all about quality of life, right? If you're in pain all the time, your anxiety is up, your depression is up, everything is all wrapped up in one big ball of frustration and inconsistency and all those kinds of things. So over the last four months, I've been able to, just with this new medication, regain some consistency and some control over my life, which is, yeah, it's been five years since I felt anything like that. So hopefully it can continue on. And obviously with any medication, there's risks and rewards. And this medication is the same. It carries some risks. And I guess, uh, yeah, you just, you hope that you're not one of the unlucky ones. and that's pretty much it. And you obviously like it increases a whole bunch of kind of different cancers and stuff like that. So I'm, you know, I go, to, I go get re uh, regular blood tests and try to pay attention to anything that's going on, obviously too, any symptoms that may arise. And so far it's been absolutely awesome. I've never, uh, yeah, in the last five years of having this shit, I've never experienced anything that really wiped out the pain this much. Mm. And it's only a once a month injection too, so it's not uh, it's not too annoying or anything. That's good, man. So you kind of like are balancing kind of the risk with the reward, with the whole experimentation of seeing what works, and like doing your best on your part to stay as healthy as possible, stay aware as possible. Yeah, pretty much. That's awesome, man. What was it like in the beginning when you know it was kind of like having no idea what was going on and you know kind of bouncing from doctor and doctor i'm sure it was frustrating and i'm sure when you were like kind of googling what it could be was there times where you were just like completely freaked out oh yeah yeah hard to overstate the frustration at that point and also like an understanding for what doctors and different medical professionals go through and trying to find a diagnosis for people and it's tough. It's hard to analyze all kinds of different moving parts. And obviously some, some doctors are better than others. And I certainly experienced that throughout the whole process. Yeah. Finding some that asked the rest, the right questions or asked questions at all. And others that seem to not know what the fuck they're doing, but apparently went to school and, and, uh, 
yeah, are in a position to help people, although they don't seem very well equipped to do so. So kind of balancing between seeing a bunch of different doctors and having different opinions and also doing my own research via Google and all kinds of different websites. And anybody who's had any back problems will tell you that's it's a infinite, there's an infinite amount of information online about different back problems. So it can, it can help, but it can also just be more confusing and more frustrating. And you kind of have to, I guess you have to realize that and know that while you're doing it and before you get yourself into it because obviously there's the impulse to just be like all right this is it this must be it all these symptoms line up this is what i've got mm-hmm. only to find out that that's not the case and then on to the next one and the next one and the next one and i don't know it's one of those things you try to try not to to get too excited that you found something without doing i mean whether it's a blood test or an x-ray or an mri or doing something to to either prove or disprove the diagnosis basically mm. and uh yeah basically accepting the challenge of taking responsibility for your for your health so going to get those x-rays and those blood tests and talking to different people and yeah endlessly pursuing all of the different channels which can be fucking tough and obviously you go through little peaks and valleys of feeling hopeful and optimistic and then feeling like shit and feeling like the whole world's against you and all of that and yeah, it's nice to have good support. My girl's always been super supportive and helping, helping uh, actually find out or give me uh, recommendations and and give me uh, appointments with different people that she's heard about. And it was actually a physiotherapist that she got me an appointment with that ultimately recommended getting a blood test for AS, despite having seen a rheumatologist and all kinds of different uh, doctors and specialists. It was just a random physiotherapist who, I guess, pulled on the right string. Mm. So if you could like give yourself advice in that time, like just kind of some words of encouragement or someone who could be like struggling with something similar, like what would you say? I mean, communication is huge. So try to continuously communicate with other people to the best of your ability so that you don't... Uh, again like the anxiety and depression of all of it is tough right so it's easy to just kind of like give up and and focus more inward and alienate yourself from different activities or different social settings and stuff like that and i guess it's important to to try not to do that and to continue living your life as much as you can while also exploring all those different avenues of of health and whatnot and uh and yeah like never stopping until you find something and and obviously acknowledging that some days are going to be harder than others. Some weeks are going to be harder than others that yeah, it's every bit worth it to continue trying. Definitely. Definitely. Like what role or like how important was it for you to like, as far as like activities go, cause I know you're a professional skateboarder. I know like how demanding it could be on the body and also not just that, but like, when skateboarding is your passion, it feels like this void inside that like nothing else can fill, right? I mean, there's things that are similar, but what were like some of your favorite activities or things that were still manageable for you to do when like you couldn't skate because the pain was too much to handle? Thinking back, I guess I got into chess at that time, just I guess looking for some kind of mental stimulation as well as getting into yoga, which I'd always obviously heard about and whatnot but until i was 
a bunch of pain and not really able to do shit, that was kind of like, hey, well, I might as well try it now. I got nothing better to do and no real excuses at this point. I might as well try it. And that turned out to be a good thing. And I continue to, to learn from or continue to learn different yoga and, and try to progress and all of that. And I don't know. It's one of, again, like yoga is so, so awesome for all kinds of things with your body, but also with your mind and giving you a little bit of downtime. And, and those are the types of places like skate parks where you meet people who are also dealing with shit, which helps. Mm, got it. Got it. So like nowadays, what would you say? So you say yoga is super important. You said the pain and inflammation is down by a lot. Is there still times where you feel it flare up a bit these days or it's very minimal? So I've been on the medication for four months and it's like I still kind of have, I can notice that it's there, but nothing really debilitating. And if I'm getting sore, it's probably because I've done a whole bunch or I've been sitting around a whole bunch, which seem to kind of equally have somewhat negative effects, you know, overexertion slash underexertion, I guess, trying to find a nice balance between getting a good workout, but not overdoing it, and getting some relaxation, but not totally piling out. Mm. That's one thing that is kind of always a bit of a fear is different ways of sitting down. Like, you know, when it comes to flying and stuff like that, sitting in a in the chair on a plane is one of the most uncomfortable things. So I try to kind of mitigate that by putting a bunch of cushions and trying to keep us as straight a posture as I can. And I don't know, you definitely like start to adapt to all these things that you see as being harmful or whatever. Mm, a lot of stuff that maybe you weren't aware of before, but now you're like super aware and super just trying to implement it and progress. Yeah. I mean, from years of feeling super fragile, eventually you're just like, okay, I don't want to feel fragile anymore. And whatever you can do to protect yourself and feel good. Not that I'm perfect at all. And it's still all a work in progress, but I feel like there's definitely certain things that I've learned that make me feel better. And I try to stick with those as much as I can. Definitely. So how long ago did you create Mercy Labs and what kind of motivated you to create it? Uh, me and a friend started it and he was, he has a, a background in, in, uh, cannabis extraction. And I mean, I'd just been using all kinds of different topical muscle rubs for years. And, uh, he had some experience with, with formulations and stuff like that. And we both, yeah, both basically went in together and he also had some design experience and stuff like that. So just, a, I guess a collaboration of my experience and my knowledge and his experience and his knowledge. And I guess the, the product is, is awesome as far as I'm concerned. Ingredients are great. And, and um, yeah. do you have any favorites for certain types of, for example, if you have pain in, in your hip or if you have inflammation like somewhere else in your body, do you have specific things that you use each one for or it goes mostly by preference of, of how they feel? Because I know some of them have more of an icy feel. Some of them are more warm, relaxing, right? Yeah, we definitely had some intention with over time. Maybe we'll expand into some different scents, but just with the first three, we had the intention of kind of covering the morning, noon, and night, at least. 
morning being the citrus one, which doesn't have, uh, it's in the mid range of menthol. So it has a bit of an icy hot effect, but not too much. And then the lavender for nighttime, having the least amount of menthol and lavender obviously being a soothing, calming kind of scent. Citrus being more of a awakening, revitalizing kind of scent. And then for the whatever midday or all the time kind of use, the eucalyptus one has a the most amount of menthol, so has the most icy, icy hot effect. So yeah, kind of three different scents that eucalyptus is definitely the most popular, but it's hard for me to pick a favorite, to be honest, because I really do like them all and use them all different times. That's awesome, man. What do you wish to share most with others through the products? I mean, what got me kind of into muscle rubs in the beginning, I think, was a lot just actually like performing self-massage on myself. So going to massage therapists, going to active release therapy, going to even chiropractor and all kinds of stuff. Not just at the beginning of this, of my AS, but throughout my skateboard career, always going to those places and pretty much just taking mental notes with uh, places that they, they were hitting that were obviously causing pain or discomfort. So going home and working on those areas, whether hip flexor, calf, hamstring, quad, all kinds of different hot spots, I guess, for skating, lower back and all that. And... Yeah, one of those things that putting rubs, putting any kind of anti-inflammatory rub on after doing that or during doing that can help decrease the inflammation and feel good. Got it. Got it. Um, so you said you kind of have some things in the works for the next or just some ideas to maybe expand on later. But it, are any of those things up in, in works right now or more so in the future? Yeah, nothing's in the works right now. I guess the hope would be to eventually move into like proprietary blends. So making our own kind of essential oil blends and then adding them to, to the rubs. So instead of just the, the classic sense, one plant or one fruit going into combinations and having our own, having our own combinations. Got it. Got it. What do you enjoy most about your city? And what do you enjoy most about your life as a pro skater? As a pro skater, obviously, like I said before, you get a lot of free time. So you bear the responsibility of using that time wisely. So I guess in some ways, it's a gift and a curse. Some people use that time constructively and some people use that time destructively. I try to obviously do the best that I can and enjoy my life outside of going on skate trips and going out skateboarding for the day and trying to do some kind of cross training as well. Like cycling has been something that I've been doing a lot. Obviously, the yoga. Yeah, trying to find some kind of balance between other physical activities that I enjoy and skateboarding. And living in Vancouver couldn't be a better place for for all of that. Super easy to, to go for a really beautiful bike ride or go for a nice long walk in the woods or go for a run. I mean, it's just a endless playground of outdoor activities. All right. Any last words you'd like to share with anyone who's related to you on the struggle, finding out what may be going on and just kind of experiencing anxiety? I know you shared a lot of words of wisdom, but anything in specific that really stood out to you for someone that's probably getting started out with wellness, you know, like they don't know anything about using natural ingredients, you know, as far as 
rubs go and just eating and living better and just getting there slowly and not overwhelming themselves like what would you maybe say to a younger version of yourself or or that person that's getting started in wellness maybe looks up to your content but like gets overwhelmed by the idea of it i guess acknowledging that if you are gonna engage in pursuing like a a healthier lifestyle or anything like that i guess acknowledging that that's a it's a process more than arriving at a destination you'll just be continuing to evolve kind of thing so be patient and i guess don't expect to just wake up one day and feel like you you've uh, arrived at a destination or you've concluded uh whatever wellness thing that you've been initiating I don't know. It's one of those things that it takes, it, it doesn't just take time. It, it is time, right? It's one of those things that you're just, you're continuously doing and hopefully progressing at, but sometimes maybe you'll plateau for a bit. And I guess just being patient overall. One thing that I, I haven't been very strict on, but I, I think would help a lot is journaling as well. So writing down what you're doing and what you're eating and all of that kind of thing. I think those things help with accountability as well as kind of track progress so that you can, you can see where you, where you were at and where you're at now. And so that you can at least acknowledge the fact that you are progressing. Definitely some golden nuggets in that. Definitely, definitely because man, journaling is super powerful and it's a way to just kind of get out of our heads and get it on paper and just kind of also give ourselves some credit and just kind of see where the room for opportunity is. So definitely love that you touch base on that. All right, man, that's a wrap. Definitely, definitely appreciate you jumping on the podcast and, you know, sharing your journey and sharing what's helped you. Definitely know it's going to reach some eardrums and people out there that uh, are definitely going to benefit from it. Hell yeah. Well, I appreciate you having me on and I like what you're doing. It's nice to see someone young like yourself engaging with these kind of topics. Word up, man. I appreciate that. Thank you so much for listening in on the podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave a rating. If the platform that you're listening on allows you to do so, please let us know what you enjoyed about the podcast, what topics you might like to see covered on the next one. This podcast interview was honestly a dream come true. I've always looked up to Spencer Hamilton's skateboarding, and he's such a humble guy, and I just really appreciate him jumping on the podcast and sharing some of his wisdom with us for some of us who are struggling with the same exact thing or something similar or just in general looking for ways to combat anxiety and depression and just really once again appreciate his vulnerability and sharing all parts of his journeys the wins and the losses and not really holding back and keeping it real and raw and just allowing that to be um, kind of a roadmap for anyone who may be struggling with something similar like I said before and once again um, really appreciate all of you guys for listening in on the podcast and sharing your thoughts and opinions reaching out on social so just continue to do so always send in your questions whether through the ratings or through finding me on instagram at nelson loose bell um, the details are in the bio just know um, always here to listen and create content based on what you guys are um, curious about much love thanks for listening again and huge thank you to Spencer Hamilton again for coming on the podcast.